Welcome to TJ Frog's podcast, where I chat about my knitting, dorset buttons and creativity in general, as well as sharing my love of Scotland, especially the Highlands and Islands. Hello, I'm Tanya, aka TJ Frog, or sometimes called the Button Lady. And in my creative business, I predominantly make and promote the traditional craft of dorset buttons, which dates back to the early 1600s, a cottage industry that employed many people in Dorset on the south coast of England. Brought up in Dorset, I now live on the Isle of Skye, and wherever you may be in the world, welcome and thank you for joining me for my 36th episode, Small Wins and Celebrations. Hello, how are you all doing? <laughs> Wahoo, yes, it is me. I am back. I have recorded an episode at last. <laughs> there is so much to catch up on and I have started to produce this episode on many, many occasions over the past few months. And for one reason or another, whether it be personal stuff, new work strands or what's going on in the world the energy just hasn't been there and words haven't flowed I've got so far in putting down some ideas of what I wanted to chat about and then nothing I suppose it's the equivalent of writer's block way back in episode 29 which was called time choice and change I spoke about the anonymous poem that was doing the rounds, which was called We're Not in the Same Boat, which described that we're all in the same storm, i.e. the pandemic, but we're all sailing through it in different boats, i.e. our experiences of it are all quite different. And I think as far as the podcast is concerned, my boat well and truly ran aground quite unexpectedly. From the start of the pandemic to date, I've managed eight episodes four in 2020 and four in 2021. Not that I really need to tell you that because I know some of you've been in touch to ask when I will be back. The breaks were never planned. One month just went by and another and so on and before I knew it time had marched on and now I find myself having last produced an episode back in June 2021. Before a whole year passes then since that episode, I decided it was time to get the podcast back out there and here it is. I woke up one morning quite early, straight down into my office, opened the laptop, jotted down a few notes of things I wanted to say and here it is. There is so much to catch up on over the last few months though, so I've decided that this episode is really a brief hello to say I am still here, the podcast is going to be brought out of hibernation and I'm going to take releasing this episode as a small win and celebrate that I've achieved it. Secondly, with eight months left in 2022, let's go for eight episodes. I'm calling that a podcast plan in progress. Just saying it actually feels like a way forward and another small win to add to my list of things to celebrate. I've mapped out some future episodes and for the first time in a long time, I feel energised about doing this again. This episode then is not the usual format. It really is about getting back out there, reconnecting with you and sharing some specific news, which I'll come back to shortly. If there's one thing the pandemic has highlighted to me, 
it's flexibility and the ability to ebb and flow and not get too fixed on any plans. And that's why I'm focusing on any small wins that arise or that I make happen and celebrate them with positivity. I know from experience a positive focus on things can really lift me both physically and mentally and I also appreciate though it's often easier said than done. I certainly find the digital era quite a difficult one. (laughs) I sometimes feel I was born in the wrong era and I know it's all too easy to compare our achievements to others and to feel inadequate. For example, at the end of the year, beginning of the year, I love it when many people do a roundup of books they've read or makes they've done. And I gain so much information from this. You know, I add books to my reading list and I add things to my making list. While at the same time, I also get this sense of inadequacy creeping in and questioning myself. How do people find the time to read this many books? How do people find the time to make this many things? How do they have the motivation? Why don't I seem to be able to achieve like this? And yet, I do achieve. I achieve great things. They are just different. And I have to remind myself about this. And remember, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And how it's made me feel and what's worked for me. So I've definitely had quite a lot of... uh, mind shift, mind focus, things going on. I haven't done anywhere near the projects I had hoped to do in 2020 or 2021, both on a personal or a business level. And up until last month, the only books I'd read were for my local book club. And even then, there was a few that I didn't manage to finish. I certainly lost my joy of reading through the pandemic. The whips, the UFOs and my NPs, neglected projects if you recall those they all remain in their project bags and many of my ideas are still sat on the shelf that's okay though that is totally okay they're waiting there for me when I'm ready for the rainy day and I'm not going to keep telling myself off for not doing them for not getting them done or to see them as a weight dragging me down because I didn't show up doing those particular things, because actually I was doing other things that have been nurturing my soul and my business. I'm totally taking time to focus on the small wins and what I've achieved, rather than looking at what I haven't managed to do. Some of those things might appear very insignificant to other people. What might be big to me might be routine to another person. We've all got different goals and levels against which we measure ourselves and where we're at. Small wins are my way forward then, and I would love to know what your small wins are. Have you learnt a new stitch recently? Have you used a new-to-you yarn? Have you been tackling a pattern you've been meaning to do for ages? Have you finished that whip or UFO that's been gathering dust for a few weeks, months or years? Have you found your lost creativity, which has been sapped by the events of the past two years? Have you gone to a cafe or out to meet a friend or to an event for the first time since the pandemic? Whatever your thing is, however small it might seem, it's worth celebrating. And celebrate too, don't just let it ride by. Celebrate in your own way, your own style, whatever that might be from doing that happy dance, taking time out to have a cuppa and a biscuit, have that bar of chocolate, go for a walk, call a friend, watch your favourite movie, whatever it is. Celebrate what you do and what you achieve. Drop me an email or put a comment on the podcast page on the website. 
or on my posts on social media. I'd really love to hear about your small wins. As my comeback episode then, after my unplanned hiatus, I'm going to celebrate on some of my small wins and celebrations in the world of TJ Frog. Firstly then, something that arose out of the pandemic for me was about having more human interaction face-to-face and being more purposeful with my job. I love going to yarn festivals but they're not a regular occurrence and I don't have a bricks and mortar shop and yes we have social media and as I say I always kind of struggle with this digital era. I'd much rather be in person with people. An opportunity arose here on Sky. I applied and I got the job. I now work part-time then as a craft workshop tutor for ragtag and textiles here on Sky. And this is a charity who support people with a range of health problems, vulnerable people and the disadvantaged. And they aim to raise awareness about mental health, disability, discrimination and environmental issues. They have a charity shop and they recycle and upcycle textiles while they also provide a variety of craft and personal development workshops for people, particularly the vulnerable in the community. And some of you might recall that I actually have a 15% donation from my colouring book and postcards which go to this charity, which was something I set up quite a long time ago, never actually imagining that I would end up working for them. I just thought at the time it was uh, a good charity that I wanted to support locally. This has been a big change for me and my time does have to be managed differently. It's a challenging role, it's extremely tiring, albeit incredibly rewarding. And I've learned so much about myself through doing it and I've certainly upskilled my crafting repertoire from doing it as well while supporting and nurturing some amazing people. So that's something that definitely is worth celebrating on many, many different levels. Secondly, I've got a new TJ Frog office. Ooh, still in our house. A whole room this time, though, not a space at the top of the stairs. There's a lot of organising still to do and there's some decorating. I've got one wall, though, which vaguely resembles a yarn shop. (laughs) And that feels quite special. And it makes a huge difference having all my work boxes in one room. And I can just shut the door when I'm not in there and just uh, leave it all be. I've also had a new desk with the new office and it's one where the level can be changed, which makes a huge difference. I'm really chuffed with it. There's quite a lot of time where I actually prefer standing, for example, like assembling up kits. It's much easier to have everything sort of laid out on a table and work along that table stood up rather than, than sat down. And it's also better if I'm in there all day. It makes me get up and move around a lot more. So that certainly helps my uh, hips. (laughs) So yeah, um, that's all positive. Um, Not just a small win, these are great wins actually. And uh, yeah, certainly worth celebrating. Two new things in my world then which are worth celebrating and have definitely changed my working life for the better. Which brings me now on to Dorset Buttons. I've seen a huge increase in Dorset buttons across social media in recent times and it's wonderful to see just how much coverage they're getting. I'm not sure if it was one of those crafts that many people took up during various lockdowns as well. 
Were you aware, though, that 2022 sees 400 years of this beautiful heritage craft? Anna McDowell, some of you might know of Henry's Buttons, set up a project called Dorset Buttons 2022. And this is about promoting Dorset Buttons and celebrating this milestone throughout the whole of 2022. And there's a number of events across the world. And it's really about encouraging people to get making Dorset Buttons and to share with us any events that you might be doing and any Dorset Buttons that you've made, whether it be part of a group event at a workshop or even at home by yourself. Jen of Beaker Buttons and I are both volunteers on the project alongside Julia Carter and Julia Clay. We have a gallery set up where you can add photos of your Dorset Buttons to showcase what you've done. And there's also a calendar with forthcoming events run by some of the team and groups from near and far. Some of them there just for interest and also some promoting because they are open workshops to everyone. And there's a link in the show notes for these. And we would just love as many of you as possible to be part of a worldwide celebration of Dorset Buttons. Share what you're up to, however big or small. I thought I would let you know about a couple of events I'm involved in, as well as an exhibition that you might be interested in. The first event I'm involved in is coming up very, very soon. In fact, it's on Sunday the 15th of May. Um, Apologies to those of you who are listening to this episode after that. On Sunday, I will be delivering a lecture at Vogue Virtual Knitting Live. Wow, yes, I can't wait. Very, very excited. Nervous excited, I think you might call it. Vogue Knitting Live, as many of you might know, have been running monthly virtual events since the start of the pandemic. And each month there's an assortment of online workshops alongside a handful of lectures to choose from. And you can either purchase individual classes or lectures or sign up to one of their packages where you can choose a certain number of events to attend. My lecture is entitled Celebrating 400 Years of Dorset Buttons. And it's going to cover making, wearing, using Dorset buttons to jazz up your hand makes. There's also going to be a short demo on the main techniques. And we're also going to meander through the history from original to contemporary design and and look at some samples as well and some key points during its history. I've had a lot of fun putting this material together and I hope that some of you will be able to join me in this celebration of Dorset Buttons. Sunday the 15th of May then for one hour at 12.30 Eastern Time or 17.30 UK Time. And there's a link in the show notes to the Vogue website. And I keep having to remind myself to get this right in the diary. It's always a little bit nerve wracking when you're doing something in a different time zone to make sure you get it right. Fortunately, we're five hours behind Eastern time. Uh, Sorry, the other way around. Fortunately, see the problem there? We are five hours ahead of Eastern time. Yeah, so that means, get this right, that I won't be late hopefully (laughs) oh dear for those of you in the UK or indeed if you're visiting the UK this summer and are looking for a yarn festival to attend then I'm going to be vending at the summer wool festival on the 30th and 31st of July which is being held at Redbourne School Ampthill in Bedfordshire and this is where Fibre East used to be held I will be running a beaded dorset button workshop on both days and it's a new show for me new venue so I'm very much looking forward to this show 
this will be the first show that I'm vending at this year. And in fact, I've actually been to two shows this year as a visitor. I went to Unravel in February and I went to Wonderwall Wales a couple of weeks or so ago and it was actually really lovely to be on the other side of the stand for a change and yet I still didn't get to see everybody. It made me appreciate um, a little bit more about being a visitor to a show and just how much there is to see, how much there is to take in, how many people there are to see. And I did that classic thing where very early on, I saw a stand, I saw an item I loved. What did I do? Walked away, thought I'd come back later. Could I find the stand? I didn't take the name of the stand. In the last 10 minutes of the show on the first day, I was literally running around trying to find the stand. I'd got a vague idea. But yeah, it just totally escaped me and I was really annoyed with myself. I'd got a weekend ticket though and that night I spent time going through the brochure again and I still couldn't find it. The following day I thought I need to just take a step back, be methodical, retrace my steps from when I first arrived. Where did I go? Where do I think this stand might be? Fortunately, I did eventually find it and I managed to buy the the item that I'd had my eye on but yeah moral of the story if you see something and you really are sort of 99.9% sure you're going to buy it buy it there and then <laughs> I could have saved myself a lot of time and a lot of angst <laughs> I really enjoyed going to these two shows though far more than I realize it's a long time since I've done a show as a visitor so definitely worth another little celebration that I took time out to do that and yeah, travelling from Sky to these shows is quite interesting, but I would perhaps talk about that another time. <laughs> so yeah, having a show to um, work towards now in July is great to be uh, back doing that again. One of the things I've also been doing in recent times is allocating time to focus on exploring in depth my creativity ideas based around Dorset buttons and other techniques it's an aspect of my business I've wanted to develop for an extremely long time, going back years. There are ideas in my sketchbook for, yeah, that have been in there far, 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 far too long. Although I have these ideas in the sketchbook, they're also things that you can't just quickly make them. You know, you, you need time to explore making these things because it's multimedia. And I just felt I didn't have a lot of creativity going on because my energy was low. But actually, really, I wasn't giving it time or focus. As the American author, coach, speaker Tony Robbins says, energy flows where focus goes. And I can certainly relate to this now. And it's been a gradual process, but I've shifted my mindset and I now book out dedicated time in my diary to have what I call my creative play day. And this definitely feels like a small win worth celebrating. I have that time. Creative play day just sounds a whole load of fun. And I literally get to play around with my ideas and I'm achieving and that feels good. Currently, I'm working on a couple of ideas which I want to submit to be considered for the Dorset Button 2022 exhibition, which you might also be interested in entering a piece for, or you might want to come along as a visitor. 
It's a contemporary art exhibition which is going to be held at Shaftesbury Arts Centre in Dorset from the 13th to the 19th of July. And the idea is that artists, whether your medium be clay, paint, material, whatever it is that you actually work with, that you share in a piece your interpretation of the Dorset button industry. So it's not necessarily about producing a Dorset button, it's producing a piece that has been inspired by an aspect or many aspects of the Dorset button industry. If you would like to apply or pop along as a visitor, you'll find the details in the show notes. I hope then that you can see, although I've been a little quiet on the podcast Behind the scenes, the cogs are still turning and there's a lot going on. I don't always find it easy to explain things on social media. And as I mentioned, words seem to have failed me these past few months. I feel my voice is back again and I hope that you'll be around to join me once more on this podcast journey and celebrate your small wins alongside me. And finally, it would not be the TJ Frog podcast if I didn't mention the weather. First three months of 2022 were wet, 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 (laughs) wet, wet, wet. Wasn't that uh, a group once upon a time in the 80s? (laughs) Or as I called it, soggy sky. It was just relentless. The wind was relentless too. The sky storms with no names. The fields all around our houses were just, yeah, huge, big, muddy puddles. And it just went on and on and on and on and on. There's also been very little snow. Even the mountaintops have seen little and what has fallen has usually disappeared in a day or two with just a few bits left in the crevices that the sun doesn't get to. And while I always relish cold, crispy winter days... There is still much to enjoy about the dark, grey, wet, windy days too. Finally, we were treated to some dry weather and beautiful calm days. And then a handful of days ago, the rain returned again and the sea mist cast its shadow over us and the temperature dropped. We were just about to put the fire on one evening. We didn't quite, an extra jumper sufficed, but definitely, definitely felt a change in temperature. The ground desperately needed the rain though, it's been tinder dry and this latest soaking will be good for it. The grass will be nourished, the bluebells are starting to pop up everywhere and of course the weeds are loving it and thriving in this change of conditions. And dare I say it, the bracken is starting to poke its way through the undergrowth. We heard our first cuckoo a couple of weeks ago, saw our first swallow out on a walk last week and the small garden birds are once again building their nests in our outbuildings. More about the seasonal changes next time. There we have it. The podcast is back out there. I'm not sure how the format will be in future, whether it will be the same or will gradually evolve. No stress, no knocking myself down. Whatever it is, that's what it is. And I'm celebrating. Remember, please get in touch and tell me about your small wins. I'd love to celebrate along with you. Take care. Speak again soon. In the meantime, you can find the show notes on the website at tjfrog.co.uk and if you'd like to get in touch, either drop me a line at tanya at tjfrog.co.uk or via the contact page on the website or on Facebook and Instagram as tjfrogsky, Twitter as tjfrogmakes and Ravelry as tjfrog. The music is by Ron Paintant and is licensed from Melody Loops and called One Frog for a Prince. Bye for now. Till next time. (laughs) 